Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Tuesday, April 14th, 2020 is the year. I am your host, Will Hunter. I am joined by my crystal ball reading co-host, Matt Sheehan. Yeah. What's Matt, <laughs> what's going on, man? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We'll get into <laughs> it. But reading a few crystal balls today and then also realizing how uh, incorrectly I'm reading them because some of these picks are from essentially 2006. But hey, <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll get to it. We'll just dive straight into crystal ball lane pretty soon here. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple things on today's show. I think it's a really good show. We've got uh, some cream Mane talk and you're like, what's that name? Who's that? Some of you may know him. Some of you may not. He is a a highly prized basketball recruit that uh, could play a huge role into whether or not Michigan State has a team next year that you're like, yeah, they could get to the Final Four. This is a Final Four team. Um, That's a lot of hype to put on a player, but he could be someone that could swing something in that direction, and uh, it's Michigan State related. So we're going to talk about the latest in his recruitment, kind of where things sit because we did get some developments. And we've been wanting to talk about them anyway. Uh, And I got a listener question as it relates to that. So it all fits together. Then we're going to talk about Mel Tucker's playlists uh, on Spotify and just some things that Mel Tucker's been doing that uh, have been different, unique. I've got a Mel Tucker take that I want to get out there. And we're going to talk about Jim Bowman's Spotify playlist if he were to have one (laughs) and publicize it. So that is the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt. Well. Also, check out the Locked on NFL podcast. Mm. They're still doing that mock draft. So Nice plug. Check that out. Yeah, I got to do it. I get emails and stuff, and I'm like, I know, I know, I know. And so Lockdown NFL Network, they're doing the mock draft. If you like it, we're, we're all getting ready for draft season, uh, which is somehow <laughs> a week and a half away despite everything. I can't um, wait. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, definitely check that out. It is phenomenal content. We've got a bunch of really smart people who've been doing these shows, covering these teams for a long time, uh, and some you know broader NFL experts as well. So definitely check that out. Matt, are you ready? Well, I've never been more ready in my entire life. Okay. Let's build up some Kareem Mane hype. Oh, God, I can't do it. Mane. I think we're going with Mane. Mane. I, see, Mane. I told you I'd screw it up immediately. So he is from, uh, I believe, Senegal originally, and then has been... Uh, playing uh prep school uh in canada actually i think it's outside of quebec somewhere in there or montreal somewhere somewhere in there i really don't know um but yeah so we're going it's it's kareem is spelled k-a-r-i-m so that's pretty easy we got that kareem and then we think it's mane it's m-a-n-e so we're going with mane um kareem mane matt yeah he plays basketball. He plays shooty hoops. He's like a 6'4"-ish point guard. Is someone who is... So it's really weird. He is uh, a five-star player. This is probably the... <laughs> no, I don't want to say the weirdest recruitment of Izzo's tenure, but it would certainly be up there just with everything factored into it. Yes. So he's a five-star player who plays in Canada, and because he plays in Canada and how the recruiting stuff works... His uh, his composite ranking is lower. He looks like a three-star, but he's actually, if you go to the individual sites and look at his rankings there, like he's a five-star on Rivals, but is not ranked 
<laughs> nationally. So Perfect. things things get weird and it drags down his, his thing. But basically, uh, anyone who knows anything about basketball and recruiting is like, yep, this is a legit top flight five star prospect. So yeah. basically, the uh, sentiment with him has been for a long time. He's either going to go to uh, play professional ball for a year and then go to the NBA Yep. Uh, New Zealand breakers or whatever somewhere in, in a league where he can get some good money and play for a year before going to the NBA. We've seen that path. Of course. Or he's going to go to Marquette for a year. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of been the thing. Um, and if you look at his recruiting page, we got the crystal balls map. Yeah. We got yep. four crystal ball predictions. All have him going to Marquette. Four for four. Four for four. Um, so it looks like, hey, if you, you take a glance at this, you're like, yeah, it looks like this kid's uh, going to Marquette or, you know, playing professional ball. Where does Michigan State fit in there, Matt? Yeah. Well, now, why, why would a Michigan State podcast be talking about this if it's all yeah. pro baller Marquette crystal balls? Why, why, Will? Educate the listeners at home for us. Well, I'm here to tell you mm. that Kareem Mane's 24-7 page yeah. needs some updating. <laughs> No crystal balls since uh, the quarantine era. Not even remotely close to the quarantine era, if you will. So the predictions were made for his recruitment January 3rd, January 13th, January 14th, January 15th. I'm not super locked into the recruiting world, but yeah, Michigan State didn't really turn up the heat on him. Uh, un- until probably around then, like it just—I don't even know if they offered him <laughs> when they offered him. If it's pretty recent, uh, someone actually asked me that. I can maybe find it real quick. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll try to scroll down right now. Yeah, um, when he got offered, but it wasn't that long ago um, that Michigan State actually offered him. So all those predictions are made before Michigan State got involved, and the word is. That he is strongly considering Michigan State, and this is someone who could take Michigan State, fill a gap uh, that we all know is there, starting point guard, right? It's the spot where you're most like, okay, what are they going to do? There's some options. What are we going to – is Rocket going to do it? Is Foster Lawyer ever going to be a serviceable starter, can play 20 minutes? Is A.J. Hoggard going to come in as a freshman, right? If Kareem, yeah. if Kareem Mane ends up at Michigan State, like it's kind of like, well, that kind of answers that question. Um, it's not like true freshmen haven't come in and run the show at point guard before, and he is someone who is just more of a polished prospect than A.J. Hoggard is better overall, high, more highly rated, higher upside. Like He is just better, and that's not to take away from Hoggard because he's a really good prospect as well, but it's sort of like a game-changing thing where if you could plug him into the starting point guard – all of a sudden, your lineup looks incredibly long, athletic, rangy, and really well-rounded. We're one through five and a handful of bench guys. You're like, yeah, this is a really damn good team. And they're going to be someone who is preseason top 10, preseason top five-ish, expected to compete for the Big Ten and expected to compete for another Final Four. And okay, so three things. First, uh, it looks like according to Jake uh, Weingarten on Twitter, he was offered in early December, December sixth. It looks okay. like. Uh, number two, I'm horrible at multitasking, so I may have missed you saying this while I was looking this information up, and that brings me to point number three. Kind of going off this Hoggard thing. Hogger, obviously, young guy. He will be a freshman. That's not a shock to anyone. He's going to be a little raw. I think it's going to take him a little bit of time to get to his full potential. With that said, this is what I may have missed if you said this already. 
Mane is not going to be your typical freshman as he will be 20 years old when he gets to campus I if he does commit that. to Michigan State. Yeah, I did not say that. So there's freshmen and then there's 20-year-old freshmen that have been playing <laughs> in prep college for a little bit here. So yeah, Mane, of course, would be a freshman. I don't think he'd be as raw or unpolished. And that's not just off star ranking. That's also with age considered, too, that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's 19, turns 20 in May. Like, yeah, physical wow. development. I mean, it's you just bad. you yeah. grow and get wiser, older, more physically developed, stronger. Those two years are huge. All of us know that. We Massive. are all above that. And we remember if we were playing sports, like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I got a lot stronger there um, as I got older if you continued playing sports. Um, here's the thing that's kind of why are we talking about this today? Please. Well, Matt. Just build my hopes up. Just, God, just wreck me, Will. Just wreck me. Yeah, so this is from, uh, oh, I, I freaking, I, I I went away from it, Matt. Uh, I had it up. Um, basically, we know that Michigan State has kind of swung and missed a little bit here on the transfer portal. And we don't know how much they've invested into it, how hard they pursued Bryce Aiken or it seems like they really they went over they went after Carlick Jones there was interest there mutual interest other than that you know Bryce Aiken the kid from UNLV who I'm blanking on like Mar-Hardy, the other yeah, yeah Mar Hardy the the other point guards it, it seems like Michigan State hasn't really emphasized the transfer portal as much as you would think like hey we got to get a starting point guard so yeah that has led to some speculation that like maybe Michigan State knows they have a point guard and don't need to aggressively go after someone. Like if you get Carlick Jones, who we really liked and had great numbers and kind of everything you wanted. Yeah. That's a different case, but someone who you're like, eh, maybe don't go after him. Um, and then Matt, we take so that, that information, how that sort yeah. of played out. And then, and, and then, then. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Just, just destroy me. Yep. April 12th. God. The year 2020. Yeah. The year of our Lord 2020. Yeah. 2.52 a.m. 2.52 a.m. A rival's recruiting analyst forecast from Isaac Simpson comes in as Michigan State for Kareem Bonnet. Which is great news for a lot of people, but man, oh boy, <laughs> everyone knows me at this point. I'm someone who, like, when I see that, it's like, oh, this is going to hurt so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry I'm like this, but yeah. So, that's, that's DK, uh, at Spartan, who yeah. we both Fantastic follow and, and, yeah. and does a lot of college uh, hoop stuff, uh, tweeted this out, and he actually asked Isaac Simpson from Rivals, like, hey, what went into this? Just a hunch? Are you, like, solid? And Isaac Simpson uh, mainly covers Memphis, uh, that area. And he said this, I'm just going to read it directly. I'm not super tied into Kareem Mane's recruitment outside of Memphis recruiting him, which they did. And Memphis recently backed off. And he said, when Memphis backed off, I was told that the sentiment was that it would be Michigan State. I know Marquette is in there as well, but just going on what I've heard. Oh, boy. Wow. I, oh. I started this day and most days thinking that, Mane might not be a possibility. Will, you just changed my mind in all of, what, seven minutes total? That was impressive. Oh, I cannot wait to get hurt on the recruiting trail again. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my hopes are so high right now. Keep in <laughs> mind, professional yeah. basketball is certainly still an option. For a 20-year-old kid, I, w- I would think so, yeah. Certainly still. Marquette is seemingly certainly still in play. 
um, as they've they been the, the yeah. sort of favorite here for a long time. But it seems like Michigan State has a fighting chance to land this guy, and the staff feels at least somewhat good about it um, just based on how they've been well, really not pursuing uh, guys in the transfer portal. And on the flippity-flop, uh, Marquette, they seem to be trying to get some transfer point guards. I'm blanking on a lot of names, but David DeJulius is definitely one of them that has popped up. Um, it's They've made DeJulius' top four. I heard that they have pursued <laughs> him as well. This is all just mm-hmm. say on Twitter, but it's, 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 yeah, that it, smoke, and where the smoke, there could be a little bit of Kareem Mane <laughs> fire coming straight from Quebec. So. There's uh, some Ooh. circumstantial evidence that Marquette might be looking elsewhere um, for a point guard for next year. So oh, This is so exciting. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Well, there's a lot of game left. And that's the thing. It's not like, oh, he has until X to decide. I mean, he there is an X, but that X is far away. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, certainly an interesting kind of development here with that forecast and with just, like, the more this drags on, the more Michigan State whispers we've been hearing about. Just, yeah. like, you hear a little, oh, he's really liked Izzo, and, oh, he's really interested in Michigan State. Oh, it's, it's definitely not just Marquette anymore like this is a real battle so we'll see we're going to be following it and we're, we are ready to get hurt we oh my as God, Michigan yeah. State oh. people are ready to get hurt this has this will have nothing on Jabari Parker so we can take it yeah we're oh, ready for yeah. it oh we are yeah strengthened by iron this is nothing yeah <laughs> our whole right. lives have built up to this point <laughs> let's uh let's pause here for a sec we'll come right back I will do one real quick thing about Mane and Langford. Um, I had a, a Twitter question that I thought was good, and I want to, since we're just talking about this, we're out of time, but we're going to continue with that, and then we'll switch into Mel Tucker's uh, Spotify playlist. So we'll do that here in just a second. Love it. All right, this question comes from Manuel Flores. Thank you, Manuel. Um, so he <laughs> sent me a DM that he was in a debate with his two, uh, with two clowns, who are his brothers. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I don't, Oh, wait, I I do know what he said. So they were debating, would you, if you had to choose, you only get one. You get okay. Langford for another year or Kareem Mane ends up at Michigan State for one year. That's, that was the debate, Langford for a year or Mane. Like, say this, it comes down to that one scholarship spot. And sure. again, we need to remind um, just with Tillman's decision and Langford, like is the scholarship situation's a little in flux right now. We're pretty sure Michigan State's going to have at least one more spot next year. So you could, in theory, have both if Tillman goes pro. But yep. let's, for the sake of this argument, Langford or Mane for one year. Is it bounce to me first? Bounce to you first. Yeah. Podium. Uh, since I have the podium, I, I got to go with Mane here. Um, two reasons. One, I really would love a floor general next year that's a little sharper than what Hogger would bring to the table in his first year as a freshman. And I know that we've heard a thousand times that, hey, Rocket can be a point guard. Absolutely. He absolutely can be a point guard. I like my Rocket Watts at the two, though. So anytime you can play Rocket off ball, I, I think that's the more the merrier. At least that's where I come from. So that that's part one. And Foster Lawyer. We know Foster Lawyer. <laughs> uh, no disrespect. I, I love the kid, but I'm not sure if he's ready to handle 25, 30 minutes a game. Um, number two, it's that length for an injury, man. I, yeah. If I'm guaranteed in a fantasy world, 
ironclad Langford, not hurt whatsoever, will give you 25 to 30 games next year. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, probably. <laughs> but it's very apparent that this is a foot injury that is having a very tough time going away. And mm-hmm. that's what happens with foot injuries. Like, it's not that rare that a kid has a foot injury and it keeps nagging him throughout his career. And I say nag, that's putting it lightly for something that's knocked him out of basketball for the last, what, God, 18, 19 months? Months? And he's just supposed yeah. to come back and just be his old self? That's yep. the thing. He comes back. Okay, let's say he is healthy th- for 30 games. Can he be anywhere close to himself for those 30 games that he was before he got hurt? So he's a great yeah. kid, great leader. He was a great player. But, wow, 18 months off the game with an injured foot? Like, that's quite the gamble you're taking there. Where I feel like, and it's crazy to say that a freshman is a sure thing over than what would be a senior. But I, Mane would be the more sure thing, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of in line with you there. Um, I think Mane, from what you read and what you hear and what you watch, it just it seems like it's not going to be a miss. Like he's going to come in, and it, it's in the vein of a Miles Bridges, a Jaron Jackson. Now those two are a little bit higher ranked, but it's really close. Yeah. Um, it's that type of guy who they come in and you're like, oh. This is a professional basketball player. They're just playing basketball <laughs> with the college kids for one year. Um, and so I, I think, yeah, like that's my lean. Um, and the foot injury just weighs so much into it because it, as great as it would be, like if you could guarantee me a fully healthy Langford season, I'll take Langford. Um, mm. But I think the odds of that are just too low. And... Gosh, I don't, I, I don't know. Feet are so hard for basketball players, and you know, you re-injury, and it's just, it just, it seems, it seems somehow riskier than a freshman coming in. Um, which is it's yeah, a good it was, question though. It is yeah, a good question. I don't think I don't think anyone's a clown in the debate whether you no, take no. or uh, Mane like that. I can I can see both arguments for there sure. Are, there are two sides to the argument for sure. I am gonna go. With someone who I'm more confident can play 30 games and be healthy and impactful, and that is Mane, just because of his pedigree. So yeah, I'm going with that. All right, good yeah. question though for sure. All right, Matt, yeah. we gotta talk. Let's yeah, let, let's talk tunes, man. Does Mark Antonio know what Spotify is? Oh boy, I would have a hard time <laughs> believing it. Um, I feel like he has to. Yeah, maybe he knows the the concept of it, the idea. He know that's where music comes from, right? I feel like that's fair. Yeah, I don't want to disparage the D'Antonio name. No, he's, no, he's no wondrous things this, here, an icon of the game, complete has, legend. But this wow. has nothing to do <laughs> with the actual coaching of football or anything like that. But yeah, I, I don't want to bag D'Antonio. Yeah, I, I feel bad bagging D'Antonio. No, you're not bagging him. I, I, I don't listen, know if he does. I'm just answering the question. I feel listen, disrespectful, but yeah, no, no, no. He does. Nick Saban <laughs> doesn't know what Spotify is, and he's the most winningest, excellent uh, college football coach there is. So this has sure nothing to do with smartphone is. Yeah. It's, it could be a positive that he doesn't know what Spotify is. Yeah. I'm just asking if he knows what Spotify is. God, a hard time believing it. I mean, um, Mel Tucker knows what Spotify is. Mel Tucker knows what Spotify is. He knows what playlists are, and uh, he knows how to 
mix it up too. Your your new college football coach yeah, has talked about him. Three public playlists on Spotify, and, and if you don't know, you can make playlists on Spotify, make them public, and um, celebrities will do this and different things and, and whatever for workout, cooking, dancing, at, or hanging out at home, whatever. Like you just make your yeah. own playlist. I'm feeling sad playlist, and sure, it's sort of like a little social media music appy type thing. Yeah. Mel Tucker has three um, pre-game playlist, game time playlist, post-game playlist. Yeah. The artwork is incredible. He's, plus. he's rocking a gray quarter zip, and we need to have a discussion about Mel Tucker and a quarter zip. Um, it's gaining a little bit of steam on the old internet, but uh, people, are, people are noticing that this man can rock the hell out of a quarter zip. Um, so he's got the quarter zip gray uh, fleece on with a with a Spartan S on it. Fantastic look for him. And then he's got the two uh, dogs over each shoulder, the Doberman, and then the other dog. Which someone please tell me what kind of dog this is. It's just a be- big, mean looking dog. It's the one they use in the recruiting graphics. They are leaning in junkyard dog. Yeah. A junkyard dog. They are leaning into Spartan dogs, which is fantastic. Um, so that's the 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 cover art for these playlists, and there's a lot of um, really sort of cool music on these. Matt he is yeah, not is. Um, diverse portfolio. It's, it's a diverse portfolio. It's some typical type stuff, some contemporary, some a little bit older, but you know, pregame has your hype stuff, and game mm-hmm. time has some. Um, I don't know if it's kind of. A different crowd favorites, fan crowd favorites, favorites if, if yeah. You yeah, yeah. Drop it like it's hot yeah. is on there. Run, Run this, this town, town. sensational song. Yeah. There's also Started a from the, by the Sugar Hill Gang, which is uh, yeah. a little, little different, but I, I like it. Wish Wish yeah. with DJ Khaled, Cardi B, and Twenty One. That's yeah. that's solid. Um, yeah. Old Town Road. Yeah, you know, yeah. third and lawn. You want to hear Old Town Road? I, yeah, let's not get that twisted for a second here. Yeah, um, it's a little different than I think uh, what's going on now. I would say that. The post-game playlist is where it's at, though, because there's a it's a lot of hip-hop in the pre-game and the the game time. A lot of hip-hop, uh, yeah. some pop mixed in there. The the where the where where hip-hop and pop sort of meet. There's a lot in there, but it's not all poppy. There's some harder stuff and, and things like that. But when we get to the post-game playlist. I laughed at the first song, not, not because like it, it just threw me so off guard compared to the other two, or just for like for a football coach in general. Like, all right, coming off the field, just got a big win. We just yes. beat Indiana thirteen to ten for what seems to be like the twentieth straight year in a row. Um, all right, Tucker, cue up the playlist. What do you got? Boot up, LMA. Boot up. Boot up. Like. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's get it popping. Um, we got Too Close by Alex Clare, which is like an EDM type song. Summer, Calvin Harris, who's yeah. one of the biggest DJs out there. Havana, uh, the Camila Cabello song. All time young song. We got oh, the, it's great. We got the Chainsmokers, Coldplay. We got Hotel California and the Eagles. We got Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. One of the freaking greatest songs that you're ever gonna sure. hear. Of we got some Ellie Goulding. We got Gary Clark Jr., Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower, Maps by Maroon Five. We got some bangers on yeah. this thing man and it mel, mel goes through it the in the post game he, he goes through it all in the post <laughs> game just a, a nice slow ballad boot up chased by <laughs> summer kelvin harris like wow we are on a, 
on a journey in the post game, and I, I, I love it. Hey, whether <laughs> whether it's a win or loss, you're you're rocking out in the locker room after. So yeah, that's, it's it's gotta uh, be worth something. It's really interesting and all over the place, and it's just like it's cool that he's sharing that with the fans. Like, hey guys, here's uh, my Spotify playlist. Um, yeah. But as soon as I saw this, I immediately was like, I wonder what Jim Bullman would do. If like presented with like Jim, we uh, mm-hmm. we need you to make a playlist on Spotify uh, for the fans. Yeah. Do you have any? Do, would he have any idea? Like Get just the whole process, <laughs> the um, whole process. He wouldn't know what to do. He wouldn't know how no. to make a playlist or do anything like that, which is fine. Yeah. But once he got once he got the mechanics of it down, what kind of music are we looking at? Like I'm just thinking Jim Bowman. Someone Wait. tweeted at me, "Sweet Caroline." <laughs> It's like, yes. Oh, well, yeah, without a doubt. You can start every quarter with that song if Bowman's in charge. But hey, I, I wouldn't complain. Sweet Caroline, fantastic song, especially the East Lansing version. So good, so good, so good. Like, that's, that's everyone's uh, version. Oh, oh, no, it's not, because I belted out this, uh, what I call the state version, and boy, heads turned. Oh. Um, yeah, very awkward, but I was like, you know what? No, everyone else grow up. Uh I was thinking, like, you know, I, I go to, like, the Sirius or XM stations, and I just think, like, 50s on 5 yeah. or 60s on 6. <laughs> 60s on 6. And then, I, and then I thought about it some more. I'm like, you know what? He would have MSU running out to, like, the, the Green Acres television theme song. Oh, I my God. I feel like he's a Green big... Green Acres yes. is the place to be. Yes. Or uh, Beverly Hills uh, Hillbillies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some, yeah, yeah <laughs> Let me tell you about a story about a man named Jed. <laughs> I can see Bullman just being like a television uh, theme yes. song kind of guy to get just everyone fired loves up. Yeah. television theme songs. Yeah, um, mixes up different one every game. You know, one day you got the Adams Family. <laughs> that'd, that'd be a ooh, just a banger. That'll, that'll get everyone. But he fired doesn't up even know seats. their their uh, TV theme songs. <laughs> just songs <laughs> that he likes. Just, yeah, like songs that have been in his head for the last thirty yeah. years, and he just can't for the life of him. Yeah, <laughs> figure Jim out where Bowman, he got Bowman, He's from. a football <laughs> coach. Yeah, he doesn't have time to watch TV. He's not into that. He just hears them and likes them. Um, yeah. I thought Bruce Springsteen probably made an appearance there sure. because he's an older yeah. white guy. That's that's fair. Beyond fair. Somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. Uh, anything else in the uh, in the Jim Bowman post game playlist? Not that I could think of, but before we run out of time here, I just need to get your quick take on your thoughts on the Thunderstruck entrance. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but like Let's, that's here, a we'll hot do it debate. In a second, we'll do it in okay. a second. We're out of time in the segment. We'll come right back. I'll give you my my opinion on the Thunderstruck entrance. It's butt. Wow, two T's or, or one T? Two T's. Two T's, but with two T's. Wow, no, okay. It, I don't know. It's. <laughs> oh, and I get that. This is, if, if you're online, this is a very hot debate on MSU Twitter, is the Thunderstruck theme song. Some people love it. Other people hate it. I feel like I'm in the minority. I, like, I, I could take it or leave it. Like, I'm right down the middle. I, I think it's cool. It's fine. Whatever. But people are pretty passionate about it. So I, you're you're not a fan, I'm assuming. I, I don't care that painted much. Painted it as but. I, I, <laughs> It would be cool if Michigan State had an entrance that was noteworthy and yeah. the same and like Sandstorm at Virginia Tech of and course. The Rock at Clemson. Yeah, enter Sandman or enters, um, Kirkcraft four hundred or Kirkcraft whatever hundred at uh, Penn State. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, um, you, you already said that. My bad. Yeah, I already said enter Sandman. I had another one. Crap. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, I wish it was something like that, but Thunderstruck wasn't that. Like Thunderstruck has the potential to be cool mm-hmm. if everyone in the crowd is going ah, ah, ah and like yeah, like. But it's just kind of I don't know. It's a really bad song for a noon kick against Central Michigan. 
<laughs> oh, that doesn't get it's, fired up? Come on. No. Oh, Sandstorm with South Carolina. That's, yes. Yeah. Like, yes. It, I don't know. Um, I forget who. It was like Grand Canyon University. Like, when they went to D1 and started playing D1 hoops. Like they That's had a high just, student section. Yeah. yeah, like they just had, I forget even the song or whatever it was, but like it was just perfect and everyone went crazy. Like you got to get buy-in from everyone and get like the whole stadium participating to really make it work. Otherwise, I don't think it totally sure. matters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Thunderstruck's just kind of corny, I feel like. I guess. I guess. <sighs> yeah. No, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm starting to get on your side too, but I don't know that there there's something to the, the the scoreboard, like that graphic of, of Sparty chopping the logo and having it. It's like, yeah, let's do it. I, I feel like MSU and whether they were trying to do this intentionally or not, like they were on their way to having Thunderstruck for so long that it was just about to be like that Inter Sandman or the Sandstorm thing. Yeah. Not, not as cool, albeit, but I think they were getting up to the point where okay, well, dang, it's been around for 15, 20 years at this point. We might as well just keep riding this out. But I don't know, like, I've heard a lot of people, like, come up with uh, more modern songs, like Type of Way is an oldie but a goodie, of course, mm-hmm. going back to the Rosewell era. Uh, Swag Surfing would be another fantastic one, and I would imagine the players would like a newer song, and you know who else would, too, is the student section. Yeah. Um, that'd be pretty neat, so, and at the end of the day, who cares? It's not going to tell the difference between a win and a loss on the field, but hey, it's it's a nice thing to just banter about. And complain about, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm in the minority. I don't have a hot take against it or, or not. I'm just down the middle. It's it's fine. It's fine. Fantastic. Yeah, sorry. I, I wish I could bring more way to, way to tailgating bring passion. Yeah, no, I will say this though. T- Thunderstruck is one of the best songs to hear to tailgate for the drinking game. Like that's just a sensational song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, sorry. I can't bring it like I did with the tailgating uh, rant yesterday. That's fine. Take it or leave it. All right, that's a song. You know, we listen to it. Sparty mm-hmm. comes out. There's fog. It's neat. Strobe lights. It's 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 a solid entrance. I think we're at the point now where you know, let's be honest. I don't think MSU will ever have like a historic entrance. Think of every historical entrance. They've been happening forever. Like <laughs> that's that's the point of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sandstorm hasn't even been a song that long. Neither yeah, is entr- I mean, entr- I, it's been oh, like twenty plus years, but like it's not like I think fifty that's, that's years. Fair, though. Oh, I think I think twenty plus is enough to get you grandfathered in. Now, what they should do is bring back. Now, you got to go in the archives for this one. Is bring back the horses and the chariots that MSU used to run out into the field <laughs> back when it was like that all turf, like two thousand one uh, type level field. Oh, that, that turf is brutal to watch. Ooh, like you look at God. it, like old clips. You're like everyone's oh, ankles horrible. are just tearing. All the ligaments are gone. I know. I rewatched the two thousand one MSU Michigan State game. Which, by the way, Spartan Bob, he gets too much flack. Yeah, it's that not was that bad. No, that was fine scorekeeping, especially when the last second of the game, if you want to be technical about it, it starts at 1.9. So really, that last second of a game takes 1.9 seconds to go off the clock because True. when it goes to zero, like... It, you you got to go to double zeros, the, Matt. The, the, yeah, the tenths of the zero. And you, you get the whole point. Um, bring back the white horses and the chariots. That, I don't <laughs> think that's asking a lot. Yeah, PETA would be kind of up in arms about it. Um, it's probably going to be an animal rights issue and everything like that which i get but you know what for five minutes every saturday my morals can take a back seat i want to see the white horses and the chariots will your morals take a back seat for four hours every saturday when you watch unpaid players play football 
Mm, okay, so let's stretch that out to closer to 14 hours then if Hawaii's playing. So. Yeah, yeah, from, like, from noon to 2 a.m. Yeah. We're all yeah, doing yeah. I right. complain about it, and here I am every single Saturday consuming college football. Making a podcast based off of it, yeah. Will. Woo, yep. The American making dream, my, baby. Literally making my earning, writing and podcasting about it. So shut up, Will, you hypocrite. Um, uh, happens. All right, to end the show, I'm going to give a take about Mel Tucker. Please, I, I can't wait for this one. I have no idea what this is about to be, so enlighten us yeah um mel tucker already yeah already is my favorite coach at michigan state wow wow that is you know what it's about time when i was at a hot take here there we go uncorked it i like him more i I, like i want to i want to make sure i i attribute the proper context to this and actually say what i'm saying so people sure. don't light me up. Yeah, I understand what Tom mm-hmm. Hizzo has accomplished. I understand what Mark D'Antonio accomplished. Um, all the other coaches we don't really know much about. But even going back in time, you know, John L., whatever, Saban, it's just, we get it. Yeah. Bobby Williams. Um, I just really like the way Mel Tucker has done so. I just, I don't know. It's cool. He's cool. He seems cool. He takes pictures of his sneakers. He seems funny. He's got fat yeah. dogs. Um, Open-minded to the social media world because yeah. not only do you have a higher presence on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you also start a TikTok page and then, you know, you're uncorking your Spotify playlist too. Which, hey, of course, um, to some fans might not mean a lot, but dang it, to branding, the eyeballs on the program, that goes a long way. Yeah, and I don't like, he's spent the last month reminding people to hand wash and social distance and keep persevering through the, but keep social distancing and buying meals for people. And, and obviously D'Antonio did really nice stuff for, for people. Izzo, we know calls people out of the blue and just like chats them up because they're sick or, you know, stuff like that. We, we know sure, all about that. Yeah. But I, I just think, I don't know. Izzo does stuff that grates me. Um, D'Antonio, did stuff that great me like his personality was not my favorite and it was just boring and curmudgeon and and honestly i didn't love this the shroud of supers like it it felt like you were in the pentagon sometimes at spartan stadium <laughs> which worked when it worked you know yeah it, it and was, it, it was just all fun like games from the one stretch come on guys and like tom Izzo is awesome in the opposite end of that just like here's my players let them talk and, and they're going to be carrying the show here. And that's really great too. But like Izzo's comments on transfers and things like that. And just the way he's talked about uh, players compensation and, and things, you know, he's just a little bit old school and it's not my cup of tea and that's yeah. fine. I still love and appreciate Tom Izzo and I'm super glad he's Michigan state's basketball coach. I just like the way Mel Tucker is going about a business, doing the social media stuff, um, getting paid, getting his people paid, the way they attack recruiting. like It seems like what I think works in college football kind of aligns with him. And like he's done more to engage with and connect to fans in mm-hmm. a month than Mark D'Antonio did in 12 years. And I think that is factual. I don't think that's hyperbole. No, that's fair. That just wasn't D'Antonio's game. And I think it's yeah. really valuable like obviously winning will bring you that connection more than anything and that's what D'Antonio did. Um but imagine if if in 6 years Mel Tucker has a a couple Big 10 titles and is, you know, back to 9 10 11 win seasons and just really got the thing moving combined with what he's done in terms of engaging with people, answering 100 Twitter questions, 
pictures of sneakers. Here's my playlist. Here's a video of me telling all the former players, you come to practice, blow the whistle for me. I want to see you. I want you around the program. Like all mm-hmm. that forward facing public stuff. If he can combine that with winning, like if it's wherever it is, if it's at Michigan State or anywhere, Mel Tucker is going to be like build a statue of the dude because everyone's going to love him so damn much if he can combine all of this stuff with winning. That's the key thing. No one's going to give a damn if he doesn't win. But mm-hmm. like in two months in, I'm just like, yeah, I'm I don't know if it's going to work, but I really like him. And I'm now like open like I want it to work out for him a ton. And that is like just from like a personality standpoint, not because it's Michigan State. Like I just like him. Um, yeah, and I think fair. he's yeah, I think he's cool and I just enjoy his perspective and his view on things. Whereas, you know, I rooted for D'Antonio and the program and, and enjoyed Mark, but like sometimes we're like, oh, okay, whatever and like eye rolling type things and just like, dude, smile, be nice, have fun, enjoy it and it's just like you know, that stuff spreads. Um, yeah. And I think his sort of Mel Tucker has like an infectious type of approach and energy that I think could really work out if he wins wherever it is. If he wins, it's going to really be great. Um, whereas, you know, it was great with Antonio, but there's like this lack of connection there. Right. I don't. Mm-hmm. And Izzo's got that because Izzo's more like Tucker, I think, uh, in that way. But yeah, that's just that's where I'm coming from with this scorching hot take. Yeah, just two quick things on top of that. Like, for, for me, it's Izzo. It'll always be Izzo. He's the, the number one. But, but, do you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to respect your opinion, Will. <laughs> How about that? I'm going to see where you're coming from and be like, Thanks. okay, I disagree, but hey, you know what? Your logic checks out. I respect it. Number two, I hope to God some Colorado fans get their hands on this podcast episode and just <laughs> <laughs> listen to the last five minutes of that. That, ooh, Ooh, you can hear the angst from Boulder here's, already. <laughs> here's the thing, and I'm, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. I I know like Colorado fans have every right to be mad, and sure. Mel kind of, you know, he did them dirty a little bit. Go, he did, that's leaving, fine. Yeah, leaving mm-hmm. a program after a year, mm-hmm. not great. You know what, though? Like, for me, like, that's, that's the negative knock on him, right? And I get that, but, like, he did it to double his salary, and that is exactly, like, my mindset on things um like yeah. yeah i would do the exact same thing like people preach about loyalty and, and all this stuff and like that's well and good and that matters but like there's also real life <laughs> um yeah oh i don't know like being loyal to your family and taking care of them and taking <laughs> yeah, care of your assistant yes. coaches like that seems pretty neat yeah it's, i could totally get yeah. colorado fans being upset for 48 hours a- after that get over it like you guys would be idiots yourselves to not do the same exact thing Getting up and moving. Okay. Guess what? Do you know what's a good time for a college coach to leave his program? Never. 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 <laughs> I get, okay, sure, between week 12 of the season and the bowl game, that's probably somewhat optimal. It's still not great. He's still leaving kids behind. He's leaving recruits behind. He's leaving a city behind. He's leaving donors behind. Yada, yada, yada. In life, people get promotions. In life, people take those promotions. I'm sorry. I've just read one too many comms from Colorado fans online. <laughs> no, you're to, good. To... <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in on it. Um, I don't know if it's going to work. No one does. It, it could very well not work. Um, but I'm just like all in on him. I want him to cement a, some kind of legacy at Michigan State, be here for a long time, and win a ton of games. Like, I, I, if it was, I don't know, like, say they hired Rich Rod or something. I don't even know if that's like, makes sense. But just some, like, 
that person you're like person yeah yeah, yeah. that type of person you're like this guy's kind of a jerk i'm not sure i really like him like if it flamed out after three years, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I Let's move on. If it flames out with Mel in three years, I'll be like, damn, I wanted that to work. I'll be yeah. legitimately like really bummed out as opposed to if it was some like grading jerk type person. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But like two months in, I'm like, yep. I'm on Team Mel. Right. Mel, yeah, let's do it. I got it. Yeah, because like it, it all starts like in, in two levels, essentially. One, it starts with a very easy uh, fan level that you want to see success. Hey, yeah, I want to see my team win. Okay, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. But yeah, then there's that second level. It's like, yeah, personally, I just want this guy to find success. And yeah, okay, I, I see where you're coming from here. I yeah. like that. And I want like, I don't know. I, I, I I'm, It's cool that I want people that are um, forward thinking, you know, progressive in that way. Um, and we know we've talked about his staff and sports staff and we've got like women in really high positions and he's obviously a black guy and we got a bunch we have more uh, black assistants than the national average and it's really cool like that stuff matters to me mm-hmm. and i just i think it's cool and it paints the picture of a university that i'm i want to be proud of and stuff like that and that all is well and good and so that makes me like even root for him even more but again at the end of the day gotta win games <laughs> that Helps as a college coach, yes. Yeah, and and you know me, I'm not the root rah rah loving no. coaches guy. Um, no, I do enough of that for the both of us, Will. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I'm just I don't know, I just like them, and like there's like a blemish or two, and I, and at this stage of the game, with that type of personality and that type of public forward-facing job usually you're like yeah i don't like this i don't like this i don't like this at least he's smart on offense and can recruit and and yet whatever but i'm just like yeah i'm kind of in on mel tucker right now hey that's fair hope we get to see it happen this fall oh man you see chris fowler's bit today this is for another segment but wow we're the show's over yeah inklings of football from february to june though how about just sit on that uh the, the rest of the day if you're listening at home i can't decide if i like that or not anyway sorry to go off on a tangent there could you imagine that March and April would be fantastic? All right, that's going to do it for today's so show. Fun. Thanks so much for <laughs> listening. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back um, tomorrow with another show. We'll figure something to talk about like we always do. We're having Trevin Pendleton on later in the week, which is going to be fantastic yeah. because... Uh, that kid touched the ball like six times in college, and they were almost all huge plays. <laughs> he is barred on the most efficient player so efficient. in MSU athletics history. Yes, <laughs> So efficient. So we are going to talk with him about his ability to just make the biggest plays in the big spot. So that'll be really fun. We're looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Matt, take us home. Monty, please come home. Monty, please, I beg you, come home to East Lansing. Please come home, Monty.